So, Matt, great to see you, man. Would you like to open in prayer this evening for our time together? For sure. Lord God, uh, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for speaking to us. Lord God, we pray that you would just uh, continue to mold us and shape us more and more into the image of Christ. Help us to continually know who we are in Christ. Uh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your will and your, your your work that you're doing in our lives. I pray that you would help our meeting today be fruitful and your will and kingdom come upon it, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Like I said earlier, I believe that tonight is about releasing the normal into the supernatural. I believe that we are going to see, you, you might be thinking and, and using scales that are completely wrong to how the Father wants to use you. Extraordinary things happen from ordinary people that have faith. And last week, that's what Bob spoke on, is the importance of faith. You can hear the word, but if you don't add faith to it, what is that word? Is it going to be effective in your life? Well, let me tell you something. His word will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. But there's many people, they believe they have the word of Yehovah. They believe they have the word of the Lord. And they don't have the word of the Lord because they're not focused on what the Father is doing. They are trying to get Yeshua, Jesus, to be in line with what they want to do. They're saying, you bless me, God. You walk with me. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Everywhere we go, we've got to get to that place where we realize that we are called to be servants of the Most High. We need to be connected with what He is doing and what He is saying. And when we do that, we will see the prophetic words. We will see the transformation come to pass. And you might be in a place where it feels like you've got the form in the flesh, where it feels like uh, there's opposition and there's things coming against you concerning your call. You might even feel inadequate to what the Father has called you to do. Well, hear the word of Yehovah. It is not about you. It's about Messiah in you. It's about Messiah in you. Listen, if you get the greatest basketball player living in the inside of you and playing basketball through you, man, you're going to be the greatest basketball player. If you submit and release and let him function through your life, you will function as the greatest basketball player in the world. And this is what being born again of the Spirit is all about. The Messiah is the head. He is the control center. He is saying that our bodies are the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh. Our bodies are the temple of the Spirit. Honor Yehovah with our bodies. Honor God with our lives. Allow Him to reign in us, to work through us. So, like I said, there's some key things I want to pull out here, especially in this first verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And listen, before I even open up 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you've got to realize what's going on in chapter 2. And it's amazing. In chapter 2, it talks about what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things that Elohim has prepared for those who love him. Listen, there's a stop that takes place. But 
There's a but in most translations, depends what version you're reading. It says, but these things Elohim has revealed to us by his spirit. And I believe tonight the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm going to open up eyes. I'm going to open up ears. Be ready for a prophetic release tonight by the Spirit. And just as Bob and Huguette just flowed in prophecy last week, speaking words of encouragement into the hearts of the body of Messiah, what a blessing. Take a hold of the words of what the Holy Spirit is speaking into your life and recognize who you are in Messiah. Don't build the character don't build the makeup of your life or the confidence of your life on the basis of what you think. You've got to look in that mirror and make a declaration. I am a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. I'm a new creation. I'm not going to live as the old man. I'm going to be supernaturally transformed. Romans chapter 12, prepare your minds for action. Be transformed with what? The renewing of your minds. So that means there's work to be done. And brothers and sisters, there is work to be done. And I can't wait to see the glory of Yahovah manifesting within our lives in a greater measure. And just as my mom and I were out walking this evening, we just got to the end of the road. Obviously, everywhere we go, we carry letters of hope. And there's this woman with her dog standing there and she was sorting a dog out. And anyway, we're walking by. She gets this fright because she doesn't realize people are there. And it's like, oh, and then it opens a conversation. And here her sister is going through long COVID for two years, hospitalized and just going through terrible things. And you could see the hurt and the pain on her face. And she's walking her sister's dog and everything that she was experiencing. And it was that moment of time where it just was that... This was a divine appointment by the Spirit, just to say, listen, I understand that things are tough and what you're going through, but there is hope. There is hope. And I just want to give you a letter of encouragement to bless you because God loves you. And she's standing there with the dog tied around her waist type of thing. And she opens up. The first thing she sees is the butterfly on the letter of hope. And that was it. She's almost got tears running down her face. She says, you have no idea what this means. To see that butterfly, she said, that that's just something is happening to me. Just seeing a butterfly. And let me tell you something, as we step out with simple things, simple things, let the glory of Yehovah manifest. Let him do the work. And many of us on this call, we know how effective the letter of hope is. We know how effective sharing our faith is. And listen, how do we have a testimony? We have a testimony because we take Messiah to this generation. So if you want to increase your testimony, increase how we share the gospel of Yeshua. I know there's someone out there taking notes, probably Esther, thinking, Kenny, you were in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you moved back into chapter 2, and now you're just getting off on one. Can you please get back in line with the scripture here? What are you trying to say here? Where are you going with this? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. These things, these are the things Elohim has revealed to us by his spirit. There is a revealing that needs to take place. 
there's a revelation that needs to be deposited into your heart and into my heart right now. This is an open heaven environment. If you're watching on Facebook, we welcome you. Wherever you might be watching this later, you might be sitting, and this is a divine appointment of the release of revelation by the Ruach HaKodesh. This is the moment where the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm going to conceive my word directly into your heart. So you might think that you don't have all the tools in the toolkit, to do what you're hearing the Holy Spirit say to you or what's been revealed to you by the Spirit of what he is calling you to do. And the Father's saying, I'm empowering you tonight. I'm empowering you today. Depends what time you're in. I'm empowering you right now by my Spirit. These things are revealed. It's revelation. That's why we're born again of the Spirit. Listen, the world can't get hold of this. You've got the opportunity to be transformed with the renewing of your mind. That means that he can take just ordinary me and ordinary you and do extraordinary things through us. That means that he can maneuver us into places that you could never have dreamt of or imagined because it's being led by the Spirit. I want to see the prophetic word of Yehovah manifesting within our lives. I want to see the release of prophecy, the release of transformation, the supernatural happening within our lives. And that's what we've got to do. It says in the word, fan into flame the gifts that you have. So the question is, do we know the gifts that the Father has given us? Are we confident in the gifts? Are we confident in the call? It takes me back to the day when I met Al and Matthew. And the very first time we met, and he was playing the guitar, and Matthew was there. And just everything that was happening in that room today, and the Holy Spirit says, you've got to ordain Al. He is an evangelist. He's called to be an evangelist. And the problem we have, and this is the problem we have, too many people in leadership don't want to recognize the gifts and the callings in the body. And we have got to proclaim, this is who you are. I see by the Spirit, this is who you are. And the revelation and the witness, when it hits, boom, something happens. And that's what happened at Brian's house. And then Brian said, Matthew is called as an evangelist as well. And the Holy Spirit supernaturally bought witness. Why? Because we went out and evangelized. We went out on the streets. I saw the gift in action. I saw the fruitfulness of the gift in action. And the Holy Spirit started to move. And what happens when our gifts are recognized, you're able to function in the office that the Father has called you to function. But if so much of leadership wants to suppress the gift, suppress the call. You can't have that release to be who the Father has called you to be. So we need a community of believers. We need mature believers that are living and walking by the Spirit who can speak into the lives of others and say, this is what the Holy Spirit is showing me over your life. 
why and it's not it's not a new word you know when al broke down in tears that night when i said you're an evangelist and i'm called to ordain you as an evangelist it was like it, you know that the turmoil of the heart father i know the gift of my life i know the call of my life but this leader that leader don't recognize who i am yet i function in this calling i function in this office and the Holy Spirit said, it's time for the release. It's time for us to see such a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. So anyway, I'm not even preaching on 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but man, I'm excited already. So just think what's going to happen as we start to read the first verse of chapter 3. But before we do that, we're going to read the last verse of chapter 2. It says, who has known the mind of Yehovah? so as to instruct him but we have the mind of messiah we have the mind of christ now i want you to pause and think about that for a second you and i we have the mind of messiah it is messiah in you the hope of glory so every sickness i speak to you right now in the name of yeshua you have to submit to the authority of yeshua hamashiach we are not going to be subject to this world system father it is time for the body of messiah to rise up into a new dimension it's time for the body of Messiah to operate in a new way. It's time for us to operate in his way, but to do it in a way that is by the Spirit. And many people, even ordained people, they know their gift, they know their call, but then they end up right back in the flesh. And this is what Paul deals with in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm glad you're asking what scripture we're preaching on. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Now we're going to read it. And I know I've, I've got Russell there. He's probably written in the, the notes 1 Corinthians chapter 3 already. So maybe, no, Russell, what's going on with you? You're usually putting, oh, there he is. He's got it there. 821, he's got it. He's on the ball. He's the man putting the scriptures up. Thanks for doing that, Russell. I appreciate it. So what do we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3? We see the addressing in the body of Messiah to the leadership. We have stuff going on in the body of Messiah that should not be going on. <laughs> Anyone want to read the Bible tonight? Eh? Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter three. Oh man, I'm just fired up with this. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly mere infants in messiah oh can you imagine can you imagine man imagine having paul show up and speaking this words to you man i i can't address you as people who live by the spirit but people who are still worldly and what does he say these people who are not living by the spirit these people that he's addressing the problem is if you are still worldly, you're an infant in Messiah. You're just a baby. You have not grown up. And then he goes on. He said, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Oh, let the fire of the Spirit hit your life today 
and make a declaration. I commit to pursue Yeshua with all of my heart, with all of my soul. Listen, I see these young people, 12 years old, 13 years old here in Scotland, in Kilsyth up the road. They are throwing their lives at the altar. Father, all of me belongs to you. Like babes, like children, just because we're growing up, are we? Anyone growing up? <laughs> Maybe a couple of us. <laughs> it depends how young we feel on the inside. Eh? But just because we're growing up, don't lose the passion, the passion in the presence of Yehovah. I don't want to go out just because I've got gifts and abilities. I want to go out in the power of a mighty God. I want to go out in the authority of a mighty God. And right now, what are we doing? We are cutting through with the sword of the Spirit, bringing transformation. And for some people right now, this is a wake-up call. Maybe you felt fatigue within your body. Well, let me tell you something. The very things you're feeling within your body need to be supercharged by the Spirit right now in Yeshua's name. There is power in the name of Yeshua. There's release in the name of Yeshua. You have victory right now. That fatigue, you get out of here in the name of Messiah. You have no place in my body. You've no place in my life. You've no place in my family. You've no place. <laughs> no place. Just no place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I gave you milk, not solid food. You were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? Oh, oh, here we go. Are you not acting like mere humans? This is what everyone wants you to do. Oh, brother, I'm so glad you're saved. Sister, I'm glad you've got Messiah. Oh, that's just so special. When they look at you, don't let them see just a mere human. Let them see a powerhouse of the mighty God. Let them see the authority of the spirits. Let them know, you know, there's some people they used to say to me and still say from time to time, I was speaking with some people in the States today. And what happens is you get to that place. This one leader, he said to me, invite me to come and speak. He said, he says, Kenny Russell, I want to tell you something. He said, it scares the living bejeebas out of me for you to come and speak because I can't control you. You're not going to come in and say, here's your three points and your five steps to victory. Oh no, something is going to happen. There's a release going to come and it is not going to be controlled in the human environment. There is nothing that's going to stand in the way of what the supernatural is going to do. And the Father is saying, that's what I'm releasing into each and every one of your hearts right here, right now. What does it take? I remember reading Smith Wigglesworth, ever-increasing faith. I was in the south of Spain. I was reading it. I says, you know what, Father? If you can do it for Smith Wigglesworth, you can do it for me. I'm telling you, I know I had an impartation of faith from a very early age. And he says, I have called you with a gift of faith. And I said, Father, I want to see these signs and wonders and miracles. He said, do you want to see a miracle today? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to go to Magda's little shack. In Magda, she had about five children. One of them was about four years old and still just the size of a little baby. Feeding tubes, epilepsy, can't see, can't speak, can't function, 
just like a cabbage, right? This woman, Magda, was a wealthy woman. And one day she went out in her car shop and she came back and her estate was all locked up. And her husband had cancelled all the credit cards, cancelled everything, sold the property and left the country and padlocked all the gates. And she came home and had no home. And there she was with all of her children and the locals found her. She spoke about seven to nine different languages. She was Dutch. And the, the locals found her living in a chicken shack with her children. Like, what is she doing in a chicken shack with her children? What's going on? And the reason she was there, because she was so proud. She had so many gifts, so many talents, yet she had no way. Her cell phone didn't work. and Nothing was connected. Nothing was functioning. In fact, our cell phone didn't work. There was no cell phones. This was back in the day. Uh, she couldn't have access to phones. She couldn't call people. It's just a touch. She had no money. She had no access to finance, nothing. And the local people built this shack, a little place for her to stay. They brought food for her. They made beds for her children. And when I met her for the first time, I shared the gospel with her. And she looked at me. She said, how dare you come here and share the gospel with me? There is no God. If there was a God, what am I doing living in a place like this? There is no God. She said, I was brought up Catholic. And she said, now I'm an atheist. I have no time and no space for any God. So don't you preach your gospel. Don't you tell me about your Jesus. That was our first meeting. And she just got put in this little shack, mud hut mud floors, pallets. And this is what she's living in. It was a couple of months later, I was living and working on the drug rehabilitation center, reading the book, Ever Increasing Faith, the Smith Wigglesworth story. And as I'm reading it, the Holy Spirit says, do you want to see a miracle now? I said, yes. He said, Magda is going to be born again of the Spirit. And the little baby that's got all these diseases is going to be supernaturally healed. I'm like, hallelujah. The father says, get up and go to her little shack and you go preach the gospel. The very woman that says, don't you ever think about preaching the gospel. Don't you ever tell me about your Jesus. There is no God. There is no Jesus. How, if there's a God, why is my child looking like this? Why am I living in a place like this? Don't you talk to me about your Jesus. The Holy Spirit said, you go. She's going to be born again, filled with the Spirit, and her child is going to be healed. He said, don't talk to anyone on the way. I didn't have a car. I had to get 20 miles down the road. I'm praying in the Spirit. Don't let the devil know what's coming up next. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Let's crush the plans of the enemy. I thought, man, he's going to get such a shock by the time I get there because I haven't even spoken it out loud. I haven't told anyone. I'm just going 20 miles. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. I sense the power of a mighty God on my life right now. And Magda's going to get supernaturally saved and her child's going to get healed. And I walked and I thumbed lifts and, I, and people picked me up, didn't speak English and all that stuff. And I got dropped off and I walked about maybe four miles out of the walk in 95 degrees heat in the summer in south of Spain. And I get there and I walk down to that shack. And as I start to walk down the dark track to this shack, 
praying in the spirit, saying, Father, this is the time of the release of your Ruach HaKodesh. This is the time of the word of revelation to come alive and bring supernatural change. Let me tell you something. Every one of you has the power, the same power that raised Messiah from the dead. It's dwelling in every one of you. Oh, it's getting kind of dangerous around here right now. It's getting dangerous. We don't know what's going to happen because the Holy Spirit's going to start speaking. We're in the environment of an open heaven. We're in a place for the manifestation of the Word of God to be established within our lives and within our hearts. So it'll be no surprise if you get a word. It'll be no surprise if as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is revving up even louder than I'm shouting. Amen. You can control me with your volume. I hope the neighbors are going to be okay. They're through the wall there. But praise Yahovah. Hallelujah. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. But by my spirit. Verse 4. For when you say, I follow Paul, and the other, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? So what's the problem here? The problem, you know, we've got an identity problem. Are we in Christ, Messiah, or are we mere human beings? Yeah, come on. Are we born again of the Spirit? Are we a new creation? Have we taken on? Are we clothed with Messiah? <laughs> oh, Father, it's no longer I that live, but it's Messiah living in me. So I'm walking down the path to Magda. I'm praying in the Spirit. Man, I tell you, the glory of God is manifesting. It's so powerful. It's so strong. I walk down. Magda hasn't even got a proper door. I knock on it and kind of pushing it. And there's Magda. She sees me thinking, oh, no, not that crazy Scottish nutter guy. Right? She sees me. I said, Magda, I said, God gave me a word. He said he's going to supernaturally heal your child. <laughs> atheist Magda looking at me with all the kids running around like crazy. All the kids are under 10, right? Five kids under 10. One uh, severely disabled in every way. Magda, God says he's going to heal your child. Oh, look, I haven't knocked the door. Hello, how are you? No, 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 no. Forget your, I haven't got time for politities. You know, we're not walking in the human nature. We're walking by the Spirit. Magda, God is going to heal your child today. And I put my hands out and I said, give me your child. God's going to heal her. If I was in the human nature, I would not be standing there. I wouldn't be saying those words. There's no doubt in my heart. Why? Because I'm not walking in the human nature. I'm walking by the Spirit. And she hands me the child. I'm like, this is atheist Magda, hands me her child. And I said, can I just, can I go through there? I just want to place her on the bed and I'm going to pray over her. She said, yeah. All the other kids, they climb up on top of the wardrobe. They're up there. There's no seats. There's no space. They're on top of the wardrobe watching. And I'm laying hands on this child that can't walk, that can't speak, that can't eat, that has epilepsy, brain damage, that can't see, blind, uh, respiratory problems. This child has it's got everything wrong with him. In the name of Yeshua, 
I come against every demonic stronghold. I come against every dis-ease. I say, you come in line right now in the name of Messiah. All of a sudden, this little child who's four years old, this big, four years old, starts moving her legs like this, starts fists, fists clenched like this, smashing in her face. And I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, I come against this spirit. I come, and she's she's trying to smash herself, and I'm holding her arms. This is a child with no muscle strength. All of a sudden, kicking, wah, just noises coming out of her. All the brothers and sisters are sitting up, watching their little sister, thinking, what is happening here? And for 40 minutes, for 40 minutes, I interceded. I said, in the name of Yeshua, be delivered, be healed right now. And I'm asking the wisdom of the Spirit, Father, what are you doing? What do you need me to do? And he said, pray over her to go into a sleep, be delivered and go into a sleep and wake up healed. So I lay my hands on her. She's, what? And I'm holding her, I'm holding the arms back. And I said, in the name of Yeshua, go into a deep sleep now, in Jesus' name, instantly, boom, she goes into a deep sleep. All the kids are watching, like, what just happened? And I take these two little soft shoes, tiny little shoes, and I put them down next to the bed, not on the floor, because she's not going to stay on the bed lying down in our infirmities. She's going to get up and wear those shoes because those feet are made for walking in Yeshua's name. Amen. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We need to be mobile with the promises of Yehovah. And the glory of God is manifest. And that 40 minutes didn't feel like 40 minutes. There was work being done. It didn't feel like I was waging a process with no fruit. I recognized for 40 minutes the Father was moving. He was moving. That's why I didn't stop for 40 minutes, because it wasn't me just trying to work something up. Something was happening. The child went to a sleep, and I walked back through to the mother, to Magda. And she's in the other, there's two buildings. She's in the other building, the kitchen area. And I walk in, I said, Magda... I said, I've prayed over your child, and your child is sleeping right now. She's going to wake up supernaturally healed. And let me tell you something. This is the day of your salvation. Oh, oh. the glory of God that was manifesting was so out of the realms of normality. This was not Kenny Russell functioning. This was the manifestation of the glory of God. You know what she did? Atheist Magda? She falls on her knees and on her face in a mud hut and starts calling out the name of Jesus. She starts repenting of her sin. I haven't said, pray this prayer after me. I haven't said, let me read you in the Roman roads to salvation. She's calling on the name of Yeshua. She's repenting of her sins. She's being supernaturally transformed. The glory of God is so strong. Tears running down her face, the repentance, the groaning in the spirit, everything that's manifesting is all happening right there. And I'm just standing there 
in awe at what the Spirit of God is doing. And that's Shara Masita, Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for saving Magda. Thank you for healing our daughter. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. You are a miraculous God. And then Magda gets up after about 20 minutes. She's wailing in the spirit. She is being totally supernaturally transformed by the spirit. She gets up. I said, Magda, I have a prophetic word. I have a word from God for you. You will never want. God's going to give you a car. He's going to give you finance. In fact, he's going to turn this little shack that you're sitting in right now into a proper house. He said, I said, the manifestation of God's blessing and glory is going to be all over you. And you're never going to want for anything for your family again. The supernatural provision of God is released right now, says the Lord. And I said, your little daughter is going to wake up healed. And she's got tears just running down her face, just running down her face. And I leave and I walk out of there. I have to get 20 miles back before it's dark. There's all those wild dogs in the campo of uh, the, the Spanish mountains. You don't want to be caught out there for 20 miles in the wrong direction. And I get back and a few days later, I fly back to Scotland. And I don't hear anything about Magda or anything for a couple of years. Then I'm in this meeting and the pastors who are in the fellowship out there were connected with, I get this report. Oh, remember the woman that had the baby that was all sick and had all the diseases? Well, our baby's totally healed. Our baby's eating. Our baby's walking. Our baby's speaking. Our, our baby can see. Our baby can hear. All the things the doctor says were impossibilities. It's all turned around. And guess what? The community turned our little shack, built her a house. Someone gave her a car. And she comes to our fellowship with her children. Glory to Yehovah. Let me tell you, when the word of the Spirit is released, transformation and change happens. And here's the problem. The problem is many of the body of Messiah doesn't wait in the presence of Yehovah long enough to receive and allow the seeds of the Spirit to be birthed within our hearts. Oh, we love you. We love the manifestation. We love the supernatural. Oh, we love the gifts of the Spirit. But will we spend hours in the presence? Will you stay up all night and pray? Will you fast for 21 days? Will you press in like you've never pressed in before? Oh, oh, brother, 21 days. Why can't you start with two days or three days or, or just fast from bread or fast from shoot? No, listen, the Father is saying this. If you want to experience the glory of Yehovah manifesting within your life in a greater level, it is up to you and me to accelerate the faith within our lives. The Father says everything is within you right now. So the question is, how much of the supernatural transforming power of a mighty God is going to be released through you and me? Well, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but people who are still worldly, human beings, recognizing yourself in the human nature. Why? There's quarrels. There's jealousy. 
These are the things that are worldly. And I want you to think about this for a moment. It doesn't matter who you are. Listen, this word, I'm applying this to my life. I want to see the glory of God in an ever-increasing measure. I'm going to see it. I'm willing to pay the price. My pledge is you died for me, and this is what I'm going to do for you, Yeshua. I'm going to live for you. And we've got too many believers. You died for me. I'm born again. Get me out of here. Pre-trip rapture. Just get me out of here and that'll be fine. No vision for what the Spirit is doing on the earth today. And the Father is saying, stop listening to all the end-time maniacs that are stealing the next generation's vision. Start imparting into the next generation. <laughs> Because every generation thinks they're the last generation. We don't need hype. We need the reality of the spirit. We don't need human wisdom and understanding and worldly. We don't need to take surveys in the natural. Or this is why we're living in this day. Because A, B, and C happened. So that means D has to happen next. No, you don't need analysis from the human nature. We need to live by the spirit. I don't really care how long it is until Messiah comes back. All I care about is that I'm actively pursuing and working for the kingdom today. I want to see the kingdom released within my life. So anyway, some I follow Apollos, some I follow Paul. Verse 5, man, I tell you, anyone being blessed here right now? Anyone receiving? Let's just take a moment. Yeshua, thank you for testimonies. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing. Thank you for salvation. Oh, oh. You called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Take a moment right now and just think about that for a second. Here's the problem we have. We lose connection and touch with our salvation. We forget what Christ has done for us. Thank you, Yeshua, for what you've done in my life. May your word be alive in Yeshua's name. Verse 5, what after all this, Apollos, what is Apollos, what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as Yehovah had assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but it is Elohim who is making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only Elohim who makes things grow. I need you. Oh, Father, I need you because you're the one that makes it grow. We need to be building his kingdom. We need to be doing the things that is fruitful. And that's what we see in John chapter 15. Look, I'm not finished in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, but there's just so much meat in this. And maybe you've just got to take these two chapters and it's not about what I have to say. You need to get in the presence of the Father and say, Father, what are you saying? What's the very opening verse of John chapter 15? <laughs> so before I get to the opening verse, you've got to go to 14 and recognize that Yeshua is saying, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. The Father's going to send him in my name to teach you all things and to remind you of everything that I've said. Listen, you haven't got the memory capacity to be able to contain 
all the information of what Yeshua has said. But by the Spirit, we are not in the human nature. We're not worldly. Listen, if you've got a spirit of offense, if you've got unforgiveness, if you're jealous about someone else or what they're going through, if you're upset because you're poor with one O instead of two O's, that's how poor you are. If you're upset because you're not blessed or you don't have the victory or you're not seeing the fullness of the promise of God in your life yet, if you're upset because of that, let me tell you something. If you're moving in a depression because of that, you're walking in the human nature and you're worldly. I'm speaking to all of us right now on this. So what we've got to do is in John chapter 15, I'm the true vine. Oh, there's only one. There's only one. Fix your eyes on him. I'm the true vine. And the father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Wow. Wow. This is a branch that is in him. This is a born again branch in him. Listen, it doesn't mean that he's saying, you know what? You don't do my will. You're going to hell. What he's saying, listen, if you're not going to function in the will and purpose of my father and, and, and my purpose on earth, there's no point in you hanging around on this planet. You may as well come home right now. You're useless to me in, in the world. You might be in the world, but you're not of it. But if you're not fruitful in the things of the spirit, your life will be cut short. That's what the word is saying. That's what he's saying here. Every branch that does bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes. And this is an important point that I want to make here. Why does he prune those branches that it will be even more fruitful? So if you're in a pruning stage and you're seeing all of the opportunities and all the things that you want to do because they're fruitful in your life, Listen, I can't even get a visa to get into America right now. And yet when I'm evangelizing and releasing in America and Canada, it's so fruitful. But what's the father doing? He said, I brought you to Israel and then to Scotland. I'm pruning you. Hallelujah. That's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I might not look so flashy right now. I might not have all of the tools of the trade for evangelism. But let me tell you something. I got my new street uh, amplifier. I've got a nice big printer right here. I've got this for making up stuff. I'm printing out letters of hope. I've already got a thousand ready to go. I'm already walking out in the simple, small ways, knowing that bigger things are coming, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So where are you at right now? Don't let the devil rob you of your blessing, of your security, your comfort in his presence, because you're not seeing the manifestation of the fullness of the promise within your life. It's okay. Allow him to reign in you right here, right now, and you will experience the glory of Yehovah. Now, what's so important about us being here and being community? What's important is that we are co-workers for the service of Elohim. I need you. I need you. You know, I'm not just doing this Zoom call because I'm, I'm trying to preach. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Look around at who's on this call. 
look at the Facebook feeds. If you're even if you're watching on Zoom, always kick on Facebook. Listen, get to know the people who are coming on. We need each other. We've got Haley in there, we've got Rennie in there, we've got Victor in there, Mary, we've got Sharon, we've got Jason, we've got Jerry, they're all doing thumbs up and hearts right now. We've got Tony, we've got Joseph, we've got Morgan, we've got Deborah, we've got Jenny, we've got Melanie. They're all on the Facebook page right now as we're on the Zoom call. And every one of you, as I speak out your names, and you might be watching later, and your name's not being spoken out. We need you, and we need to be co-workers together for the purposes of the gospel. Man, I tell you, I'm just, I'm just warming up. Okay, what more is there to say? There's so much more within the word. Listen, maybe we'll do an all-nighter. Eh? We'll just do an all-nighter. We won't do that tonight. We'll plan it. We'll do an all-night prayer meeting where we can proclaim the scripture and the word of the Father. Why not? So listen, let me tell you something. I want you to think about this right now. I want to have five or six of you that are on our call to step out of your comfort zone and prepare for next week to share testimony or bring forth a word that the Holy Spirit has put within your heart for five to 10 minutes. Because we must be an environment that is providing the incubation of the body of Messiah to function in the gifts that we are called to walk in. And you might think right now, I'm not a speaker. I'm not a communicator. I don't know how to do this. I want to put this out to you right now. I want you to pray about it. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, is he asking you to be a co-laborer for building his kingdom on this call? And if he is, I want you to send me a message on social media or to my email, or to my WhatsApp, however you communicate with me. I think most people on here know how to communicate with me. Even through Bulldoze of Faith on the contact page or my email, Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com, and say, I want to share next week. Why? Because we are in a fruitful environment where the Holy Spirit is manifesting. He's moving. And you might step out in faith and say, I'm going to speak. And guess what? You don't even have the testimony you're going to talk about next week because you've got a whole week to see the manifestation of the glory of God within your life. If Elohim be for you, who can be against you? Who can separate you from his love? I walked up the mountains with my mom. She's 76 years old. She's going through all different things with dementia and stuff. And we're walking up the hills yesterday. We walk two and a half to three miles a day. And we pray, spend time in the word stand on the promises of God. I said, Mom, I said, what's your verse? What's your verse? What verse is burning in your spirit? What are you standing on? And, you know, we can all think there's all different verses. But when, when you're dealing with stuff, with dementia and things, sometimes these things can be even harder. And this is what she said. She said, I know that in all things... God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. And when my mom spoke out that scripture, 
that was the release when the Holy Spirit said, your mom is going to be healed. So I serve the devil notice right now in the name of Yeshua. And I thank you for my mom's healings. I thank you for the transformation of a mighty God. Whatever it takes, Father, you can do it by the blood of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Do we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying? That's what we need. We just need to have that ear. And don't be afraid of the word that the Father speaks to you. So right now, as I'm saying to you, who's going to be these five or six or however many people that want to share next week for five or ten minutes? If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and saying, I'm speaking to you and I'm calling you, don't wait until you work out what your message is. If you have a word right now that you are meant to participate next week, the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, yes, that's you, right? I want you to step out in faith, and I want you to make that commitment, even before we get to the end of this call. Make that commitment and say, yeah, it's me. I'm doing it. That's what we're doing. Hallelujah. Why? I tell you. All right, Father, I want to thank you for your word. <laughs> oh, man, I, sometimes I just feel like we're taking the top layer off and there's so much depth of what you want to do, Father. And we love you. We bless your name. Thank you for what you're doing amongst us. And I pray, Father, you gather even more unto us, that you, that you will raise up an army that will be effective for the kingdom. We thank you for those thousand locations of pastors of the park. And it doesn't even matter if I'm not in America and Canada, you are going to release pastors of the park all over North America in this season, even here in the UK and in other parts of the world. Thank you, Father, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. I'm just going to open things up. I don't make apologies for being about 15 minutes extra here tonight.